0: Today's first lesson is from Joel chapter 2, verses verse 23, and then verses 26 to 32a. And on this day of Pentecost, uh, the book of Acts records the Apostle Peter speaking to the crowds about what they have just witnessed, which is the mind-boggling miracle of Jesus' followers suddenly speaking fluently in dozens of different languages. And to help the crowds understand what has just happened, Peter points to the well-known words of the prophet Joel. And though we do not know exactly when the book of Joel was written, we do know this, that Joel is speaking to a people who has just experienced a massive plague brought on by locusts. So listen for God's word as it speaks to us in our own time, in Joel chapter 2. Be glad, then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he hath given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain, and the latter rain in the first month. And ye shall eat plenty, and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God, that hath dealt wondrously with you, and my people shall never be ashamed. And ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, and that I am the Lord your God and none else, and my people shall ever and never be ashamed and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophecy, your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit, and I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke, the sun shall be turned into the darkness and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance. And the Lord hath said, and the remnant whom the Lord shall call. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: Our second lesson comes to us from the book of Acts, the second chapter. Just for context, the Jewish people from all around the Roman empire had gathered in Jerusalem for the feast of Shavuot. It is a a wheat harvest that they were celebrating, and it's a holy day. And none of them expected what would happen. Listen for God's word. When the day of Pentecost had come, the disciples were all together in one place and suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as fire appeared to them and a tongue rested on each one of them. And all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now, there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven gathered in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd came together and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Astonished and amazed, they asked, aren't all of these people speaking Galileans? And how is it we hear each in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt, parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene and visitors from Rome, Jews, proselytes, Cretans, Arabs. All of us in our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. And everyone was amazed and perplexed, saying to each other, what does this mean? While others sneered and said, they're filled with new wine. (laughs) But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them, people of Judea and all of you who live in Jerusalem and are gathered here, let this be known to you. Listen to what I say. Indeed, these people aren't drunk, for it's only nine o'clock in the morning. Now, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit. They shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above and signs on the earth below blood and fire, smoky mist, and the sun shall be turned into darkness, the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Oh God may it be your spirit who is with us this day filling us with your presence and sending us out to redeem this world that you so love and may all God's people say amen last week in worship we celebrated Christ's ascension we honored the day that Christ's physical body was raised up into heaven when he was raised in power to be seated at the right hand of God and it wasn't for his glory it wasn't for his glory but so that he might redeem the world And we joked about the day that Christ started working from home in heaven, (laughs) not to escape us, but, but so that from there, he might fill us all from above and be with us wherever we are. And today on Pentecost, we celebrate the fulfillment of that promise. Even though he doesn't walk the earth in his physical flesh and blood as he once did, Christ is still with us, filling us all with his spirit. And unlike Ascension Day, that one time event of Christ ascending into heaven, Pentecost is an ongoing celebration. Christ pouring out his spirit not once, but constantly into all of us who follow him. The question I want to focus on today is this. What happens? What happens when the spirit fills us? It will manifest itself differently across time and place and across the spectrum of Christian tradition. This week, I had dinner with an Armenian friend who shared how her mother was raised Armenian Pentecostal, which I didn't even know was a thing. Her father, Armenian Orthodox, and they all ended up being Armenian Catholic. (laughs) But all of them follow the same Lord. Those among us who are frozen, chosen, white-as-ice Presbyterians will manifest the spirit differently than perhaps our black Presbyterian siblings, (laughs) let alone the AME churches down the road. But it doesn't mean that it's a different spirit filling us. Instead, it's evidence that just as on that first Pentecost in Jerusalem, the spirit translates Christ's presence in whatever language or style or culture or time so that everyone is included in Christ's family. Still, still you might well ask, how do we know it's Christ's spirit? And not some other voice. How do we know it's the Holy Spirit as opposed to our own strong wills or QAnon or the work of the devil? To put it another way, some of us of a certain age will remember Bullwinkle saying, Eeny meeny chili beanie, the spirits are about to speak. Rocky asks, Are they friendly spirits? And Bullwinkle says, just listen. <laughs> this is how we know that it's Christ's spirit filling us. First, we know because we overflow with community and overcome the plague of separation. Remember, it was just as the first disciples were Barely climbing out of their trauma, the trauma of Jesus' crucifixion, the shame of their own betrayal, running their separate ways in fear, the mind-boggling joy of seeing him again raised, and then the wonder of watching him leave again into heaven. It was just as they were climbing out of that trauma and isolation that the Holy Spirit came to them and brought them into community together and more than that they invited others into community too now it's not the same but i can't help but wonder what it will mean for us for all of us right here, right now, that after all we've been through with COVID and loss and change and fear and re-emergence, I can't help but wonder how the spirit will fill us with community. Because I believe the spirit will. That is what the spirit is doing. Pouring itself into us now. Drawing us together again in joy until we become that beloved community again. And and this is how we know it's the spirit that fills us. As we are filled... Each one of us and all of us together become more than we could ever be on our own. Just as the first disciples were beside themselves with inadequacy, I mean, just think about it. Christ has ascended and told them to do his work. How are they supposed to do that? How are they supposed to do that? They can't. And just then, The spirit fills them with exactly the gifts they need. They aren't self-made. We aren't self-made. Just like them, we don't possess all the talents and gifts. We aren't clever enough or popular enough or talented enough on our own. Just like the first disciples. But when the Spirit filled them, they became more than they could have been, speaking languages they'd never known, talking to strangers they'd never met, speaking truth that was God's alone to tell, and being fearless about it, fearless. And so it is with us, exactly when we feel inadequate to the work ahead of us, whether it's Gathering in worship and knowing how to do it. Whether it's being out in the world trying to figure out what it means to do justice. Whether it's fulfilling kindness with family members that are difficult to love. Whether it's truth-telling or compassion, healing or reconciliation. Christ's spirit, not we ourselves... Christ's spirit fills us with more than we could ever hope to be. And it will be enough. It will be enough. And and this is how we know that it's Christ's spirit filling us. Just as the first disciples faced the raft of differences, not only different languages, not only Jews and Greeks, but slaves and free, male and female, rich and poor, they drew people together so it will be with us as the Spirit fills us. In these wildly divisive times, like I have rarely seen, In these wildly divisive times, we cannot bridge the gaps of distrust or mend the wounds of derision on our own. But Christ's spirit that fills us, truly, I believe, It can do more than we can ask or imagine, drawing people together, overflowing with welcome, mutual care, even mutual trust. And last, if that weren't enough, this is how we know it's Christ's spirit filling us just as it was with the first disciples, it is not just the priests, not just the scholars, not just the insiders, not just those who were already gathered in the upper room who were filled and equipped and propelled into service. Eventually, everyone's voice was heard. It kept expanding. Everyone's gifts was used. Everyone's presence was key. In worship today... And before our doors are even officially open again, we are blessed by so many voices and every one of them matters. Kelly and James, Jessica and Brooke, Mark, me, the musical gifts of, oh, thank you for being here, Stephen, and Dan, and our section leaders and so many. And behind the scenes, our tech crew and Ken Williams and the finance committee and Carol Carruthers and her flowers and Laurel Coss cleaning the sanctuary of stuff and Gretchen Greenwood and Javier and Lourdes and Anne Chaffee and all of you ushers and so many more. Everyone, everyone, regardless of age or gender or family or vocation or wealth or orientation, Everyone matters. That's what Pentecost means. Everyone matters. And everyone is filled with contributions to Christ's work of building community, of overcoming our limits, of healing separation, of reconciling divisions. And all of this, I have to say, is not just for our sake. Most importantly, it's so that we're sent out into the world so that we're sent out into the world we are filled in order to be christ's body now in the world the spirit has never been limited to places of stone and wood the disciples were filled in the upper room but they didn't stay there They were sent out into the world to become Christ's body until everyone knows the peace of beloved community, until everyone experiences justice and unlimited welcome until everyone witnesses the dividing walls of hostility tumble down and our human family made whole once more. This is the spirit at work this day. In you gathered here in these walls and all of you in your homes or wherever you are, the spirit with you. Pouring itself into you. And I close with this benediction from St. Teresa of Avila. May it be so for you. Christ has no body now but yours. No hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes through which he looks with compassion on this world. Yours are the feet with which he walks to do good. Yours are the hands through which he blesses all the world. Yours are the hands, the feet. Yours are the eyes. You are his body. Christ has no body now on earth but yours. Go, be filled with his spirit to be his body in this world that God so dearly loves. Amen.